How's it going guys? Miguel here from CFS Recovery. In this video, I'm going to be talking about the silent culprit, the thing that may be holding you back on your recovery journey without you even realizing it. That silent killer for all your progress is this thing right here, your cell phone. Now, let's rewind the clock. I was sick for about four and a half years. At my worst, I was completely bedridden for about eight months and I didn't have anything to do. I was stuck in a room all day, I looked at a ceiling. I remember that popcorn ceiling, exactly what it looked like. I remember what that clock looked like because I looked at it every single day. It was directly in front of my bed. It was kind of translucent purple and I would just hear it every single day for months. Just tick, 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 tick. It, it was the most boring eight months of my life. It was actually six months I was there and then the next two months were in the hospital, but I was bored out of my mind. And when you're bored out of your mind, there's things that you need to do to keep yourself busy, to keep your mind from going insane. And the closest thing at the time, what seemed to be the easiest thing to do was my cell phone. While I couldn't participate in the world physically, I couldn't have my friends come over because it was just too overwhelming. I felt like I could live vicariously through other people, through YouTube videos, through Instagram, social media. So I would spend a lot of time on my phone. From the moment I wake up, I was listening to music, listening to podcasts throughout the day, watching YouTube videos. And by the time I went to sleep, I had logged in about eight to 10 hours on my phone. Now, I didn't really have anything else to do because I was just in bed all day, but I didn't realize the thing that was causing me to feel a ton of physical and mental symptoms, like the brain fog, the headaches, things like that, I didn't realize my phone was actually triggering a lot of that stuff. Now, I didn't even realize this until recently. Working with people in the program, it's a common theme that we see that people who spend a lot of time on screens, whether it's on a TV or on their phone, that has a direct effect on their progress, on their recovery. It also has a direct effect on the symptoms that they feel. So they could be doing fine, they could be doing okay, and then all of a sudden they'll reach out to us and they'll be like, hey, I got this crazy migraine or I have these weird symptoms. I didn't do anything. I, I was in bed all day, I was resting. And then we ask a bunch of questions like, okay, how about this? Did something happen? How's your family? Is there an emotional situation that's coming up? And then we get to the question, how much screen time did you have the other day? In the last few days, anything out of the ordinary there? And they're like, oh yeah, I was actually on my phone way longer for the last two, three, four days. I was actually on my phone for about eight to 10 hours. And that's when we go, hmm, very interesting. And we see this pattern happening over and over again. Well, we saw these patterns happening and then we were like, okay, well, the phone is actually quite stimulating. So let's take the phone away and see how you do. And they take the phone away or take the screens away and then they feel much, much better physically. The headaches go down, the symptoms go down. I'm not saying they completely go away, but they definitely feel a significant reduction in their physical symptoms just by not using their phone that much. And this is something that we've seen all across the board. No matter what country they're from, no matter how they got into this illness, if they're in the thick of it, if they're having massive adjustment periods, or if they're stuck in bed all day and they're going on their phone, it's really hard to make progress because I don't think people realize how stimulating being on your cell phone is, looking at a screen is. And I'll tell you the science behind this. The way that CFS works, this hypersensitive nervous system issue, is you have a certain stress threshold. I don't even wanna say stress, I wanna say stimulation threshold. It can only handle so much stimulation. And stimulation can be things like 
analyzing numbers, looking at objects, watching TV, being in conversations, stimulus in the physical sense, walking around, eating certain foods. So people who have CFS or, or HNS, hypersensitive nervous system issue, their stimulus threshold is much, much lower than an average person's. So while an average person, they can do this much activity overall, they can have this much stimulus, someone with an HNS or CFS, it's all the way down here. So it takes a very small amount. And people don't realize that by going on your phone, it's very different from just listening to a podcast or an audiobook. That's what we recommend a lot of people do actually, because it's a very passive activity, but it helps you not go insane. Because at least there's some level of stimulation, right? At least you get out of your own head with podcasts and audiobooks. Going on your phone, watching movies, scrolling is a whole nother level up. Not only are you just listening to things audibly, like through audio, you're seeing things visually and your brain is unpacking lots and lots of data every single second you're on your phone. It may seem like harmless scrolling, but what's actually happening in your brain at that moment is your brain is analyzing shapes, analyzing objects. It's anticipating where the objects will be in a video. It's looking at different colors. It's taking into account so many different factors from just scrolling, right? And anticipation, trying to predict where objects will be. It's a lot of data for your brain to unpack. So that's all it is. It's taking the information that goes in from your eyes, from your sight, and your brain is unpacking that data. So when you're constantly scrolling on your phone, you don't realize that your brain is working very hard to unpack all of this data. So while it may feel like a relaxing activity, a low intense physical activity, cognitively, it's very demanding. And we don't realize that. So that's why people can go on their phones, they can look at screens and they'll start getting this weird eye pain. Then it will go to headaches. And then a lot of times people will actually feel like leg pain. If you're stuck in bed all day and you go on your phone, you're gonna feel weird leg pain and body pain and more fatigued. So you'll actually feel physically wiped out from looking at your screen a little bit too much. And it's a pattern that we've seen from people all across the board, even at different stages of their recovery. As you get better, as you improve your threshold, for stimulation, you get to go on your phone and look at screens a little bit more. But in the beginning, you're very sensitive to that. And even just scrolling on your phone for two minutes at a time, sometimes that can be enough to give you physical pain in your body or cause you to feel a bunch of fatigue or even start to panic. Some people can actually get panic attacks looking at their screen for longer than one minute. And that's because there's just too much data for your brain to unpack. It gets overloaded very easily. So the phone is something that I've realized is a silent killer for all kinds of progress with CFS. If you're trying to recover, it's one of those things that seems harmless. It seems like it wouldn't really make a difference, but it actually does make a massive difference. And people don't realize that. And it makes sense. This isn't something they really teach you about phones, about technology. There's just way too much technological advancements for our brains to keep up. So. While the majority of the population, they've been able to keep up, we just kind of missed the software update. This is something that my doctor told me, he told me about this concept, the reason why a lot of people get CFS now, and it used to be a completely rare thing. Now it's more common than you think. And that's why a lot of people, they're on the verge of getting a hypersensitive nervous system, and then all it takes is something like COVID to push them over the edge. This is why so many people are getting long COVID and getting all these weird symptoms, because people's bodies and their nervous systems are overstimulated already. So it takes one thing, and COVID isn't a small thing. It takes 
one thing, and COVID is pretty significant, one thing to be that straw that breaks the camel's back. For a lot of people, it's COVID, and then they end up with long COVID, which is as long as they've done tests and scans and they haven't found anything wrong with the body, you know, it's a hypersensitive nervous system issue because they have just surpassed that stimulation threshold. So with technology, there's just so many messages and so much stimulation bombarding us. We get messages every day on billboards, on social media. We're being marketed to every second we're on social media. And our brains have just not adapted to this level of stimulation. I mean, a majority of people's brains have adapted, but there are those groups of people, which is not any small number by any means. There's a lot of people who go through this. That's why anxiety is at an all-time high. My doctor was telling me it has a lot to do with the level of stimulus that we have today. Because if you look at the human timeline, and I break this down in my book, my book, Thriver, Not Survivor, you can actually find it in the link down below. But one of the first concepts I talk about is that stress threshold, that stimulation threshold. For the entire timeline of human history, let's say this is a timeline, right? Pretty much for this long, for that amount of the timeline, we were hunter-gatherers, right? There was not much stimulus. There was only danger when we went out into the forest to gather food. So for most of the human timeline history, we have been hunter-gatherers. And then this little tiny portion over here, we had the agricultural revolution. So we no longer had to expose ourselves to danger. So most of the danger was gone. Our brain was still searching for danger though. It's designed to protect us. But when there's no danger out in the forest, because we're not going there anymore, because we're growing our own food, our brains start to look for other danger. Look where the danger could potentially be. So that was like 200 years. And then the last 100 years, there was a technological revolution. And even in just the last 15 to 20 years, the amount of technological advancement has been astronomical, like completely exponential to the moon. And this little piece of human history over here, that's when we've had an infinite amount of extra stimulus. Our brains just have not adapted to that yet. It thinks there's danger everywhere. It doesn't know what to process. It's just a process overload. Now that has a lot to do with why there's a lot of people getting tons of anxiety. There's a bunch of people getting CFS now, and they don't even call it CFS in the medical industry. They just call it panic disorder, severe anxiety. And when it gets to the point where that anxiety turns into limiters that your brain places on your body to stop you from going out into the wild or stop you from exposing yourself to potential dangers, that's when it becomes more of a physical illness, something like CFS. And that's when it can get pretty gnarly. That's all I wanted to say in this video. I wanted to let you guys know that your phone could very well be the one thing that's holding you back in recovery. So you definitely want to cut that down if you find that you're on it quite a bit. It's going to make an absolute massive difference. I guarantee it. If you're on your phone eight to 10 hours per day, you will feel a massive shift in your symptoms for the better. Not only just your symptoms, but your energy levels, your brain fog, you will feel better. It's just a matter of finding other things. So instead of watching your phone for that long, you could do more passive activities like listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, things that aren't too stimulating. But the visual aspect, really cutting that down is going to make a massive difference. Because like I said, you're going from tracking shapes and objects and anticipating movement and colors. You're going from that and you're removing that and just listening to the audio aspect of it, not necessarily having to unpack all this visual data. So that will make a huge difference. I just wanted to make sure you guys know this. I wish I knew this when I was sick because that would have made a huge difference in my recovery. I thought that I was resting, being in bed all day, but going on my phone, but I wasn't really resting. So 
it makes a huge difference. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did want to learn more things like this, like we get into really deep conversations on these recovery jumpstart calls, the group coaching calls, and we're talking about things like this all the time, things that you wouldn't even think of because we've been able to see patterns in certain people and we try to share everything on YouTube, at least I try to, but there's a lot of these topics that come up on the calls that we dive really deep into. And we're doing case studies on people and using what works, applying it to other people's situations. And this is something that we've found in the last several months to really be the main culprit holding people's recovery back. There's people who are completely bedridden, like completely stuck for five months at a time. And we didn't realize they were on their phone eight to 10 hours a day or looking at screens. As soon as we took the, the screens away, within a week, they're able to walk around much, much more. They're able to actually get outside of their house. Whereas before they had trouble even getting to the washroom, even getting their own food. So it does make a massive difference. And if you're somebody who's using your phone quite a bit, I would highly recommend trying to put it down or really limit it. Cut it down to like a quarter of what you would normally use it in terms of length of time and you will feel a big difference. So if you did want to get some extra help on this, then make sure to click the link down below. You can apply to the Recovery Jumpstart program. You have to go through a questionnaire because we do want to make sure you're a really good fit for the program. If you are a good fit, we would love to help you. Click the link down below. You can apply to work directly with us in our Recovery Jumpstart program. If you did enjoy this video, make sure to hit that like button, hit that notification bell, and comment down below, how many hours are you looking at a screen throughout the day? I'd be really curious to know. And what are some tips you have that help you not look at a screen much? Like, what do you do instead? I'd really like to know. But I hope this video helps. I hope you got tons of value from this. I put out videos like this to help people just like you know this information that I wish I knew when I was sick. But always remember, you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.